0: Welcome to the Doy Boys Podcast, the number one spot in the world, now playing. 69.9 69.9 Radio FM, this is your host, Schmort. listen to all your favorite tracks, this is the radio one-stop truck stop, rat stop, place to go, oh yeah, tune in again tomorrow, 69.9 FM Radio, 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 Radio,
1: Radio,
2: Welcome to episode 53 of the podcast, I'm Franz, we got Joey Schmitty and Palace of Pandemonium star Poncho. Hey, how's it going? That's his
1: band name he's for reference. A, he's got a band. Should we start? There's this no, up?
3: there's no band yet. For now, it's just me. But you are the band. Yeah, I am the band. One,
1: <laughs> one man band. You gonna start a band?
3: Uh, yeah, I got some people I'm talking to, so we'll see
1: where it goes. Do you need somebody? What's the plan. You need somebody to do some death metal screaming? <laughs>
3: I mean, if it comes to it, yeah, why not? <laughs> Pretty good, dude. I got, yeah, you're in.
1: <laughs> Should we uh, start this off on a heavy note?
2: Uh, sure. We're just talking about it. death metal, so let's get her. <laughs> no, no, no. Let's dude. do it, Joey. Come on. It's, it's what Shooter. we started
1: before. Okay, look, I've said some things on this podcast that I regret, but I'm going to say this with full confidence, and I never will regret this. Racism's pretty funny, dude. Yeah. <laughs>
2: As funny or funnier than cancer. Dude.
3: <laughs>
0: what about nine eleven? Dude,
2: nine eleven is hilarious. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Dude, uh,
4: uh you know?
0: <laughs> Wow, this is this we're two minutes <laughs> in. We are two minutes in. We are we are a train wreck. Okay. We are getting cancelled. Dude no
4: <laughs> Let me <laughs>
1: Okay. But okay, let's be totally honest. There's some racist jokes that are absolutely hilarious. Like if somebody like if somebody can come up with a, a good joke for me being a Mennonite, me being white, me being having Russian heritage, whatever. If you can come up with something that's like funny, like to me, it's not offensive.
2: No. No, I think it I think it sometimes is necessary even. Have you seen the video?
1: There's the there's the black chick and the white dude. And they're doing that date thing where they ask each other a question. Uh, and then if they, like, they have to press this button, yeah. this red button, if it's not compatible. If they're not compatible. Um, so they ask this girl, this, the girl, a question. They're like, what's one thing that is uh, absolute turnoff to you? And she's like, racism. And the guy presses the button. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be me, honestly.
0: And he's like, "I'm sorry, <laughs> dude." I have a theory. Anyone who takes a racist joke seriously, unless it's—I mean, racist joke is a racist joke. But if you take it seriously, I think you're racist. You can't because- just sit down as a group of ethnically different people and just laugh. Like humor is what unites
1: the world. Yeah. yeah. Bro, like, uh, like, uh, who, who is it, Miguel? We've we made jokes about like Yeah,
0: he's uh, he's he's of he's of uh, Mexican descent. He's a great guy. But yeah, people make a lot of Mexi- Mexican jokes to the guy.
3: Most people like when they like most races I don't think really care if you joke about them because they're they know it's true or like somewhat true, right? And uh, It's just like the sensitive very sensitive people that that get offended by it because like like they take it to heart yeah like a lot of a lot of races they'll they'll joke about themselves and they'll joke about like other races too it's it's just a joke it doesn't have to be
1: offensive
2: i think it's only the white feminists who get offended by racist jokes
1: and the male feminists
2: yeah not, (laughs) not also like um, if,
1: if you're getting offended you've never been in an old school call of duty lo- uh, like <laughs> no, That's, that's 100% true lobby. like it's just like ah, like there's real racism and then there's funny racism
2: yeah. <laughs> well there's this uh, guy from El Salvador that I work with and I don't know I just I have these jokes that I have with him uh where I call him a Mexican and these guys like they they don't like to be called different races <laughs> because they're not from because Mexico. they're not from there but he cracks up every time I say it. He goes all wacky on me.
3: <laughs> uh, I know some, some like people from Honduras or whatever, they'll actually get offended when you call them that. They'll be like, like, I'm not from Mexico. Okay. I'm from Honduras.
1: And I'm just I'm like, okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. It's totally fine. Like, uh, like if it, if it legitimately offends you then like, I apologize, but, uh, You know, I feel like if you're really good... Like, obviously, you don't want to go spitting racist jokes to, like, random people on the street or say it in the mall. Or, like, there is being appropriate. But if you're, like, with a group of friends and you're close, I feel like you shouldn't have that that barrier where you're just offended by everything, right? Because I don't want to hang out with you if I can't make jokes around with you. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's not like... It's not like I'm going to be, like, legitimately racist, but...
0: I was in Vancouver over the weekend. Some dudes walked up to me and asked if I was Mexican. <laughs> I'm not. But I said, see. Sí. <laughs> yeah, and then they're like, where are you from? Where are you from? Ontario. <laughs> they On- cracked up so
2: hard. Ontario. Dude, if
0: you want to go somewhere whack, go to Vancouver, man. I had an interesting weekend, I'll tell you that much.
2: Aren't they a little more, like... On the left-hand side than Toronto is, even?
1: Yes. Dude, they have... um, It's the California of Canada. Yes and no. It's the California of Canada.
0: Well, Toronto's the Chicago of Canada. Dude, I saw this video, like, uh, Pierre Polyev put it out today. Apparently, people get stabbed on, like, the Toronto train station. Like, every three days, someone gets killed. Like, stabbed or, like, shanked or robbed. Yeah.
2: Well when we were uh, when we had Dan on a couple weeks ago, wasn't he saying that he like he got taken down this really sketchy street? Yeah, f- like that uh, was Jane after and the Finch. Pod. Yeah, Jane and Finch, yeah. I think it was after the podcast he mentioned it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he got taken down this sketchy street and that's like where gangs pretty much meet up and cause violence. Cause yeah, no.
1: violence. No thanks. I'm gonna stick it out here. They do bad things. They sell illegal substances. <laughs> They're mean to each other. <laughs> But anyway, we're gonna veer this off. So you started playing guitar. How long have you been playing guitar?
3: Uh, since I was thirteen, so
1: about nine-ish years. Oh, so you've been going, going pretty heavy. Yeah.
3: Well, little, like on and off here and there, you know. But it's like a so muscle
2: memory, 13, though. I assume, right?
3: Yeah. Yeah. The uh, the songs can sometimes fade away, like the songs you learn. They you sometimes just like a lot of them I don't remember that I used to be able to play. Um, but what really got me into it was learning the scale, pentatonic scale. And that just gives you the freedom to just mess around as much as you want. What but
1: exactly it, is this yeah, scale?
3: It's like a, a map throughout the whole fretboard. Um, like if you're playing in a certain key, those notes are good for that certain key. Okay. And, uh, the, the map is the same. It just moves through. Like when you
0: play different keys, it just moves somewhere else. So kind of like no matter what chord progressions you play through it's going to sound good together um you can get funky with the chord progressions
3: and then it'll sound off like there are other kinds of scales um but that one's like the main one i use and like a, a really important one i believe so so like if you just play simple chords you can kind of freestyle over that just by knowing the map down the fretboard
1: okay So what exactly is a fretboard? I'm okay, (laughs) dude. I'm like I'm stupid when it comes to this. So like I'm I am just the guitar complete idiot. So when it comes to this type of stuff, so
3: well you know, like the neck. You know what the neck is? Yeah, yeah, I know what the neck is. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah. On there, there's like frets. You know, all those lines you see going down. Mm,
1: Okay, yeah, that makes sense.
3: Fret one, fret two, fret three. You know, all the way down. Now I'm curious. The whole
2: fretboard. I'm curious, like, what kind of direction are you trying to lead uh Palace of Pandemonium to? Like, what kind of music do you want to do?
3: I mean, the way I've been saying lately, it's just whatever comes out, that's what's coming out. Just kind of freestyling it? Yeah, just off the top of my head, something comes up, record it, write it down, and then, well, uh, with the program I have, just, like, try to mix and match it, put certain pieces where they sound like they should belong and then mix it up here and there and
2: that's good stuff that's that's uh i feel like that's the best way to to get it going yeah. it's like you don't feel restricted in any way you can kind of just do what you want to do then yeah and like
3: i have this like this one the one song i'm working on right now it's a little kind of bluesy uh but then it also it's got this one riff where it's just really like deep kind of metally and uh so whatever really comes out, that's what's coming yeah.
2: out. As long as you can get those transitions to like sound really good, right? Yeah. 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 I know even Justin, like he, uh, he started off with more of a rap style, and he's kind of gone semi-singer-songwriter as well. Mm-hmm.
1: Like, he's moving more in a singer-songwriter direction. My brother,
2: mm-hmm. he's
1: moving more in a singer-songwriter direction. He started off doing mostly raps. I loved his raps, though, man. I would love it if you put some of those out, too, as <clears> well. But I like, I'm, I'm, I'm bad with instruments. I played a little bit of violin in high school. Oh, dude, violin is dope. I love violin. Dude, violin, if you're good at a violin, mad respect. And apparently, violin's like an odd instrument to learn because a lot of instruments, they are like, they're kind of like easy to get into, I think. This is what a music teacher told me. A lot of instruments are kind of easy to get into, and they gradually get more difficult as you continue right um but a violin's kind of the opposite it's like kind of like hard to get into but the more you get into it it like becomes easier Mm -hmm. goes the opposite direction i played that for a little bit and i played like trumpet for like half a semester but i've never really had the the urge or the desire to get into instruments but i love vocals and singing so i'm i'm i would consider myself musically inclined but as long in, as you got rhythm, you're good. Yeah, in that direction. I, I would I would say. I like to be pretty real with myself, so I would say that I'm pretty. I actually can sing pretty well.
2: Well, I have a uh, a video back then when you were doing that uh, that uh, you had written out some rap, dude. It sounds really good. I gotta say. Thanks, man. But
1: uh, so you have, Do you have any songs that you've written? Are you like? Do you like vocals and stuff, or are you looking for somebody to do that in the band?
3: the vocals I do want to do um my own and my girlfriend but if like there's other people that can do it too like collabs are great like but I'm I consider myself a singer too so I I'll do that myself too but like if okay. there's if there's other parts that someone else wants to
2: go on you know if you can do it that'd be great yeah and I, I know like a lot of these classic rock bands like Leonard Skinner and the Eagles like they would they would like a lot of them would take parts in singing too like um for the eagles like joe walsh would sing some songs don henley would sing some songs and like different um uh, players would uh, put their part in as well so like when you can do that like in those instances it's pretty cool i think yeah and leonard yeah. skinner they're like i don't know like i think that was like a 40 person band or something they just had a massive what? wagon of people what There, what? there was like there was like their main group but they had a bunch of people there
1: Oh my god. Dude, gosh. this
0: kid almost killed me once that I didn't know who Leonard Skinner was. <laughs> <laughs> he took it so. Mitchell. Mitchell,
1: yeah, he took it very personally. Uh, I remember in school, if you said that you didn't know, like, a certain classical, like, rock, uh, <laughs> like, a rock band or a specific person involved with classic rock, dude, he would just. He would murder you. Like, he would, like, want to murder you because it just. It was I,
0: disrespect it just, for. for Disrespectful to yeah. him that you didn't know
1: him. Yeah, it's yeah, hey, I love
0: Mitchell. Respect to Mitchell.
1: Yeah, respect to Mitchell, dude. He was on yeah. the podcast. I love Mitchell. Shout out to Mitchell, actually. Yeah, shout but out. he would get like really aggressive to me. I was like, he'd be like, he, I remember in high school, I wasn't really into classic rock. I liked rock, but like, I liked newer stuff like heavy metal. My favorite rock band is Five Finger Death Punch.
4: Okay.
1: Um, but I remember the one time he mentioned Jimi Hendrix. And I was like, oh, who's that? And he was like You don't know who Jimi Hendrix is? Yeah. I was like, nah.
3: That's one of the big names. <laughs> and he
1: was like freaking out and I like to like narc like mess with people, so I'm like, yeah, he probably sucked. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>.
3: <laughs> no, he had a he had a really good style of playing. He was very sloppy though. And uh, but the stuff that he came up with was pretty great. What um, do you think of jazz? I mean, I haven't really listened to much. I think it's cool, but I'm just, I'm not into it yet, you
2: know? Can I re that question? <laughs> yeah. You like jazz? Yeah, I was going to say that, actually. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I say to anyone who asks me if I
1: like jazz. I'm like, so you like jazz? <laughs> <laughs> I've been hearing about it, and I kind of want to get into it, man. Because apparently, what is it? Isn't it supposed to be, like, uh, almost... Uh, It's like, isn't it supposed to be like almost like offbeat, like kind of offbeat,
3: off key? From what I hear,
0: like
1: I think like everything's free reign. Yeah, you can just be super creative with it. Like that sounds like super weird to me, which is why I'm really curious. I've never really gotten into it too much, but I kind of
2: wanna, I kind of wanna listen to some jazz, man. Isn't that like these uh, these street performers with these? Is it called the tuba? Like the one that comes down like this and or is it saxophone? Saxophone. Saxophone, saxophone or isn't that like kind of a, a jazz style as well? Yeah. 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 They and they got like,
3: that in a lot of rock bands too, like uh Dave Matthews, he's got saxophone, violin, trumpets. He's and they're like a big rock band. Like yeah. many people in there and all time favorite band. <laughs> <laughs> Which band? Dave Matthews band.
1: Dave Matthews, I've never heard of them.
3: They're uh Yeah, it's a really hard uh, band to get into. Most people like hear it and just look away walk away. Um, and I did that when I first started listening to them, too. I heard one song on The Office, just the intro of it, and it was just like bam, 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 and I was just like, I need to know that song. That's all I heard from it. And then I looked it up, and it was one of my favorite songs for a while. And then I heard some of their other stuff. I was like, eh. And then a year or two went by, and I heard some more of it, and I just was like, what was I missing?
1: you know it's something that just kind of grew on you?
3: Yeah. Well, that's what a lot of music does for me. It grows on me. At first it's like usually like eh, and then after I listen to it a couple times it's like, "Okay, I see the point now."
0: You know? I'm the exact same way. Yeah. I'm pretty There's s- albums that I've just skipped over for literally years. Then I'll go back and just find gold tracks in them and I'm like,
1: "Whoa." Yeah. But types of music, I I feel like I'm I'm the same way. I remember for the longest time I just didn't like rock, dude. Yeah. I just didn't like rock. I listened to, I grew, like, I grew up off of a lot of hip hop um, because, like, my brother and sister were in something called The Bunch, (laughs) and (laughs) it was, like, a group of Mennonite partiers or whatever, and I remember in school, like, my brother and sister were, were, like, some of the kids that were the ones that would burn CDs for a lot of the other Mm. kids. And so I grew up with like a lot of different music, but the main ones were like EDM music, hip hop, country. Rock wasn't like super in there. We had a little bit of that. I never really was into it, but I remember I came across Skillet one day and I was like, okay. Yeah, dude, you were what? head over heels for Skillet. I, I, I came across Invincible. I, I don't like, think
3: I've heard that one by skillet.
1: You've never heard Invincible? I don't think so. You make me feel invincible. No? Not that one. Dude. No. Man, it goes so hard.
3: What's the one popular one? I've...
1: Monster? Yeah, Monster. Monster, Hero. Oh, man. And, and that was like my intro to uh, to like heavier
3: metal. Music.
1: Heavier music.
3: Yeah.
1: But I enjoy like all sorts of stuff, man. I feel like... It's like food, man. Like, you gotta
3: try the new stuff.
1: You gotta you gotta try... Like, some people don't like to dive into new stuff, and they like to stick to their own genre. That's fine. I like to dabble, dude. I like to try all sorts of weird stuff. And, like, like when it comes to food, like, I tried raccoon, man. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I, I ate raccoon. So, I do the same thing with my music. Like, I'll give everything... Like, I, I really didn't like classic rock in the beginning. But then the more I started to listen to it, I was like, man, there's, like, some serious like it's intricate it's like beautiful there's like it's like its own style it's very unique the singing it's like it's the same thing with food like when you're adding the different flavors like you got different flavors you got mexican food you got like asian food (sighs) that's
3: what i feel about dave matthews like the whole band each person has their own specific like style um like there's a jazz guy in there and uh like the drummer i always talk about him because he's just got this like amazing style, like you don't really hear that from much people. I, th- I think he got it from classical. I could be wrong, but, you know, the drums kind of sound offbeat, but at the si- same
1: time they don't. You know, I like that actually. Yeah, I like that stuff where it's like, it almost sounds like it's not gonna work, but then it takes you for a for a like a wild ride, and it for some reason it works. It like it does. It, like there's good rappers, good rappers can do that too. Mm-hmm. Like Eminem Like when he raps uh, Like there's certain What? You're gonna tell
0: good me Good rappers And then Eminem's The first name you say
2: <laughs> You can't You can't dismiss His old stuff though You can't You can't do that Hold on
0: <clears throat> You know how I feel About Eminem man You can't say he's bad I, appre- I I respect what he's done But his music sucks Lyrically? How? Okay He can rhyme orange With something else Good for him High five Dude. Dude. We've had this conversation.
1: No, we have not.
0: I have not. You know dude. my distaste to Eminem. We've probably talked about it on the <sighs> podcast. I can't I
1: can't talk about this too much more, dude.
2: <laughs> I, I think that he I has... That's th- if 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 it. all I hear. He has really good like skill and rhythm, but I think his message is dog. I, okay. and, he, and
0: he's on his knees during the Super Bowl. Like.
1: What's that? Okay. Okay. Hear me out. <laughs> hear me out. I'm not saying Eminem's, like, I'm just saying as a lyricist, you can't deny he is phenomenal at putting words together. Mm. Message aside, um, political views aside, him as a lyricist and a lyricist only, being able to rhyme words, he is phenomenal and he's definitely one of the best. Some of the best have called him the best. And you... He's so overrated, man. Oh, dude.
0: Okay, name one bar that just just sticks out to you. That you just... Oh, my goodness.
1: Four-inch door hinge
2: orange.
0: Wow, that, man. That made me feel <laughs> something
2: new, man. I feel so different. Wow. Two, two trailer park girls go around the outside. <laughs> <laughs> nah, That's bro. probably
1: by far my
3: favorite.
1: <laughs> bro, and his song, Monster, some of... Like, just, dude, the way he puts words together, and then some of his rhymes, like, you think... Like, he said, like, he's, like he's going on a certain rhyme scheme. He's taking you on a ride, right? And then all of a sudden, he say, so, says something that does not rhyme at all. And you're like, whoa, whoa, this ain't going to work. But nope, nope. Says a couple words, brings it to a whole different rhyme scheme, switches up the flow. That takes skill. Mm. That is art. He's artistic.
3: You, you know Khan, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. He's phenomenal, too.
3: Yeah. I would say, like, speed and lyrics-wise, I would put him one above Eminem.
0: I don't even listen to Khan, and I'll agree.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'm not, like, I don't listen to a lot of Khan. I'm not, like, a huge fan, but, like, I respect it because he's, he's, like, really good. There's some of those artists out there that I just don't listen to. I'm just, like, I'm not a huge fan, but I still, like, respect the craft because they are very skilled. Kanye is one of those people. I'm not, like, a huge fan of, like, his type of music, but I'll admit, he is, like, he is very artistic. He, like, he, like, is one of the greats. And his but when it comes to his craft
2: yeah like like he's good lyrically and also his producing like his music style is really good mm-hmm. too
0: dude his music just makes me levitate man feels so good
1: and like you just i feel like bro you gotta you just gotta admit dude eminem has skill he is phenomenal as a lyricist everyone has
0: skill the level of skill though
1: and he is up okay. There.
0: Listen, he's he's not bad, but he's definitely overrated. You cannot deny he's overrated.
3: I think he is a little Everyone, overrated too. Like a lit, like he's he's good. He's amazing. Don't get me wrong, but I think people do put too much uh, goodness on him.
1: People meet right, man. How is he overrated? When do okay? I, I Lil Pump is famous.
0: Okay, <laughs> don't get
2: me started on that.
1: Like, once you get started to the... Like, once you get me on people like Blueface, 6 Island, 9
2: Island Boys. Yeah, but, dude, th-
0: their fame is on a whole different level than Eminem. Like, Eminem is, like, ten times Yeah, but they're considered
1: bigger. rapper. They're still... They're lumped in the same group as Eminem. I wouldn't you-
0: say they're overrated. I think they're just shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, why are you bringing up, like... Dude, they all fell off. Like, nobody talks about any of the three of those anymore.
1: Okay, okay. Let's compare it. Okay, you got... Okay, I personally like Lil Skies.
0: Over but he fell off.
1: I know he fell off. Lil Skies, Trippy Red, Lil Pump, Lil Xan, all these people that blew up and became super famous. Eminem is still relevant. There's a reason he's still relevant. Yeah. You can say he's overrated, you can say he's underrated, you can say he's shit, but literally n- like none of those opinions really matter because he's still super famous. That means he's Really good.
2: He made a rapper go goth.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, MGK, you ruined MGK. (laughs) Yeah,
1: he did. He had to go to punk rock, man.
2: (laughs) Pop punk. Oh, MGK, horrible.
1: Yeah, he's so bad. I still think he was decent as a rapper.
2: I actually, I actually quite enjoyed like when I listened to rap. I don't listen to it so much now, but when I listened to it, he was one of my favorite artists, MGK. Like his lace up album and Black Flag, I, I think he had some good tracks in there.
0: Yeah, I don't really listen to
1: him. Uh, I I never really listened to a lot of MGK. My dude was always Juice.
0: Well, that's... Yeah, Juice is amazing. What I find pathetic is, like, MGK makes a diss track to Eminem, and then Eminem does one back, and then everyone was just shocked that MGK would even do that. Like, how dare he? But, like, Eminem's the one who took the bigger L because he blew MGK up so much.
1: I never really heard of MGK until... Yeah, until, the, until the he beef. He
0: blew MGK up. And that, I think, is all part of the plan. I think M- MGK did it on purpose. Yeah, That's why cool. you're just coming after some random rapper out of nowhere. It makes no sense. There has to be some sort of scheme to get yourself bigger.
2: Well, he was he was going after Eminem's daughter. That too. He, yeah. he was saying some not-so-appropriate things about her. Yeah. And that's what set it off.
0: But have you seen him recently? He's drinking uh, Megan Fox's blood and stuff. They do dude, blood rituals. Disgusting, dude, disgusting. He mad. is evil, man. Uh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, some of that stuff's that's the stuff. true. How did we go he from... He paints him? his nails. Dude, we were talking about
1: music. We <laughs> were <gonna> talking... <laughs> yeah. Drinking blood and stuff. <laughs> That's so no, but he does, man. He's I know like, it's he's a like, trip. I drink her blood. It's messed up. It's really messed up. That's some demonic love.
0: That is demonic, man. It's disgusting. So yeah.
1: you're, you're. Who turned you on to Khan? Hey, who turned you uh, on? Phil, Philip. Philip. Yeah, I Could.
3: believe it was him. Yeah, he he played some of his stuff, and just right away I was hooked, dude. Like this, the lyrics and the speed. Like he does not really stop to take a breath. His music now is is more. There's more space in between. And he's kind of just like having fun with it, right? But yeah. but back then when he was just YouTube rapping, he was uh just the speed is what turned mm-hmm. me on. It was like huge words and just he never stopped. He just kept going through like a whole three minute thirty second song and wouldn't then breathe. Just, he wouldn't breathe. But he, he has this trick right where he when he raps he breathes in and raps at the same time. And then breathes out and raps at the same. Like it's that's how he does it, right? Can you know, hear what? the
2: sound, the, the difference in sound?
3: No, really, yeah. no. Because it just sounds like he's he's rapping the whole entire time. Like never, it doesn't sound like he's taking a breath.
2: Because if I talk when I'm breathing, in, that's what It sounds kind of weird.
1: <laughs> that's what I was trying to do one time. I was like, how does he do that? But his voice is always kind of like you can tell his voice is always strained. Like it's 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 strained yeah. when, you, when he when he raps. It's not it's not a, a smooth. Like sing-songy type rap, like it's like, like there's there's a strain to his voice. Yeah, I you know can you hear mean. it when he when he when he's rapping. Mm-hmm. So that's
3: probably him just. Yeah,
1: <sighs> the in the slow outs, like the way he does it. Yeah, that's gotta
3: real. work on like your throat too, right? Like, just saying words that fast and not taking a breath, like that's gotta wear <clears> throat> your throat out.
1: Dude, like, that guy's crazy. Yeah, that's I know why I love him. I listen to because uh, I think yeah, I found out about him uh, through Benny yeah Benny Benny turned a lot of people on to con never really stuck with me though
3: no okay,
1: like I like it I can listen to it I, I'm I like I like all sorts of types of music but there's I have specifics that I that I stick to so I'll listen to mostly a lot like a lot of different genres I'm that one guy. I like all genres, bro. Yeah, I, like, I like them all. Isn't it, doesn't that make me interesting?
2: <laughs> You're the guy who's built different.
1: Built different. Yeah, I'm just think different. He's special because he has one. I'm, I'm just different.
0: Yeah, but then, like, they, they start. I don't know who it's. I think I talked to you about this. I listen to all genres. Okay, name all genres. Um, rock, rap, pop. Okay, name the other 300. <laughs>
4: yeah. Well, nowadays.
0: Um um i listen to all yeah Loney. is it just
3: like nowadays or has it always been that way where like it seems like now you go on spotify and it's just like genre chill genre groove yeah like, it's, it's yeah. like there's too many yeah. you need to like just pick one <laughs> that, that
0: what, you don't so ever just true. open spotify wanting to groove
3: well i mean yeah sometimes and i i Click the playlist, and it's like not all these tracks are grooving. they <laughs> like, did a did a like what is what do you consider groove in a genre like like everything can groove <laughs> like, what? like
1: like I get the idea like something like groovy mm-hmm. you know what I mean I get the idea but I like like I, so, rock could
3: be groovy like
1: yeah like a like a um, uh, like, kind of like a, a low, kind of, um, like, reggae. I would consider, like, reggae to be, like, kind of groovy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or, like, rock. It would have to be kind of, like, almost, like, Happy. jazzy with, like, a bass guitar. And it's, like, dun-dun-dun-dun. Like, I don't know. I don't know exactly how to explain it. But I have it in my head, mm-hmm. to How what I would imagine groovy rock to be, like,
0: yeah. Yeah, there's just too many genres. That's the message.
1: (laughs) Like, uh, like uh, if I could.
3: Like
0: reggae is its own genre.
1: Yeah, reggae is its its own. Yeah, but it's groovy, right?
0: (laughs) But dude, seriously, the next time someone has comes up to you and says something like, "Oh, I listen to all genres," just just quiz them what genres they mean. Ask them to name ten. They will name three. If they name five, I will be shocked.
1: (laughs) I could. I think I could name ten
0: yeah not the average that's like the kid um he's on that podcast with a bunch of girls and then he's like you're all illiterate and then they're like we're not illiterate we know english and then they're like we like to read okay name 10 books then <laughs> see that? you're no, talking about Sneeko, right no no it's that that kid that walked on stage oh during the game show awards he's got the french accent yeah is it is it is it french I don't know what it. Is. You know who I'm talking about, right? That I know kid? exactly who you're talking about. I've seen him he's talking like, to a dog. Name ten books, and then she's like, uh, "I like the Game of Thrones book." And then he's just like, "It's called A Song
2: of Ice and Fire." You're <laughs> s- like, basically, you're stupid. <laughs> Couldn't even name one. <laughs> there's this. There's this one bit he had that cracked me up. He was talking with Sneeko. and he's like, "Yeah, I'm gonna go." Uh, go to the homeless people in, in Los Angeles <laughs> I saw that. and I'm, I'm gonna bring them a bunch of broken cameras <laughs> <laughs> Dude, Nico's like why why not fix one? he's like they're too expensive I'm actually gonna play the I'm gonna play the name
0: 10 books scene because it's just amazing name
4: 10 books are you serious? yes 100% name ten
0: books. Uh, it's just a sigma edit I
1: feel but. like the, the <laughs> yeah, name 10 book <laughs> Oh shit! Still going. The, me- <laughs> <laughs> the music was kind of overpowering. Yeah, man. yeah, that's for sure. Yeah, I
0: thought that was the actual full clip, wasn't it? Anyway, kind of side note. I've been wanting to sh- to show something. Oh, yeah? On this podcast, yeah. Don't pull it out. I have an artifact <laughs> in my. I'm about to pull out my wang. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all gonna see it for the very first time.
4: Damn, son, <laughs> the thing is huge. Yo, <laughs> I didn't
0: know you're chilling. Okay, I'm gonna go get it. I'll be right back. I
2: actually have to go get it. Okay. Okay. Can you play, uh, like elevator music? <laughs> I'm sure I
3: could. That's kind of. S- that sounds a little jazzy. And that's pretty. <laughs> easy.
1: I
2: feel like that will be,
1: like, pretty simple to do. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> it seems simple
4: enough.
2: <laughs> 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 and just in time. Oh, I know what this is.
1: You do not. I I, I know exactly what this is. It's a picture of his wings.
0: You saw it already? No, no, no. I think I know what it is. Is it the Meat Canyon poster? It's not the Meat Canyon. Okay. So this is something (laughs) I'm very proud of. I bought it on the internet. It goes so hard. And now I'm going to unveil it.
2: Yo, Donald Trump, Kanye West, <laughs> Elon Musk, and Andrew Tate sitting around a poker table with whiskey glasses and smoking stogies. It's a, it's a, it's a picture frame.
0: It goes so hard, dude. Yeah, I kind Frank of, described not it. Kind of dig it.
2: What are your thoughts on? I've been on so ind- excited to show you guys that. I'd love it. I like all those people. Same. What are,
1: what are your thoughts on uh, oh. Andrew Tate? <laughs>
2: Well, complete honesty, dude. Yeah, I'll be honest.
3: Um, I don't, like, hear him much. I don't look up to him like some people do. Um, because he does seem a little sketchy to me.
1: So, uh... He's definitely arrogant.
3: Yeah, like... and And... I don't know the way he does talk about women. Like from what I've heard, anyway, it's like I I don't really
1: don't dig m- it. No, not really. And you don't. You don't need a tiptoe like, around the subject. Like it's like just say you don't
0: like him.
3: Yeah. Well, I don't. I don't really have an opinion on him. I've got like my th- like ideas about him, but like I don't know. He kind of seems all over the place, and it's hard to get a good look at him to see what he's actually like. You know, and but i like like the message of him you know telling people to man up and like young guys to man up and and like stand up for themselves and you know be a man kind of like jordan peterson does um yeah him like i look up more to jordan peterson as my andrew tate i guess yeah um like
0: uh have you uh have you read his book
3: I was working on it. It's hard for me to read
0: books, honestly. Actually, funny I got... Funny you mentioned... Jo- Sorry, continue.
3: Oh, no, I just... I have the book, and I read, like, a, two chapters, and I haven't really okay. gone back to it since. What
1: did you get out of those two chapters?
3: Um, Lots of lobsters. Lobsters? <laughs> yeah. Is there's lobsters? Yeah, he was talking about, in the first chapter, uh, uh, how lobsters kind of have the aggression... The male lobsters have, like, the aggression of... of sort of like, like male humans, right? Like just how aggressive they are and like trying to get chicks, right? And ah, he I, talks about them a lot in the first <laughs> chapter. <laughs> like some people are just like, is this all the book is? He's talking about lobsters. <laughs> but no, he he gets
0: to a point at the end of it. And uh, it's funny you mentioned that because I literally got the book today. Oh, yeah? Literally today. The 12 Rules of Life, right? Yeah, Yeah, I just got it.
1: I love the animal kingdom, and I think that there is a lot to be learned about the animal kingdom. you mean the, the, the show, kingdom. or? No, okay. no, 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 no not, not the show. Like, the, like, just nature in general, dude. Yeah. The animal kingdom. Like, dude, eagles. Eagles are awesome, dude. They mate for life. And if one they of them. They mate for life? They mate for life. And if, like, if they meet a mate, then they'll stay together forever. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. That's sweet. Not like literally made for life.
3: Yeah, I just thought you meant <laughs> they're just doing it all the time.
1: <laughs> but uh, yeah, they'll stay like they'll stay together forever. And I th- I uh, I would have to double check, but I'm almost certain that if one of them dies, they never find a new mate.
2: <laughs> they just stay solo.
1: Yeah, they stay solo. And Dude, that
0: means eagles are more loyal than
1: humans. They they really are, and I th- believe that there was actually a um, uh, there was a zoologist I actually heard this on a Logan Paul or the Impulsive the, the Impulsive podcast and I think uh, Logan got really upset with his one guest because this guy was talking about this one zoologist I forget what the zoologist's name was but he was talking about how in the animal kingdom if you take animals outside of captivity they are not homosexual they don't jerk off they don't harm themselves they don't do any of these things but as soon as you put them in zoos they do all three and they've done studies on rats as well where they put a bunch of rat. like the more rats they put into one space the more aggressive the more stressed out the more problems there are in that population of rats you're confining them into this one space and just increasing their population it it it, it wreaks havoc on those creatures and Dude. it's it's very similar to society like cities too yeah. like why do you think most cities are liberal mental illness man yeah. you stack <laughs> <laughs> <What>? <laughs>
0: That was my whole point. Mental no. illness. <laughs> no. I did not think you were going there, man.
1: <laughs> no, no. I'm, I'm just messing around. But it does <laughs> cause mental illness. Like, when you box these people together and you force them into situations they don't want to be in, you get mm. self-harm, yeah. you get mental illness, you get homosexuality, you get um, – uh, uh, did I say self-harm? Yeah. 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 And you, you just get, like, people that are more addictive, hyper-aggressive, like – all these different things. You get so many problems when you lump all these people so close together and you're just like living in this unnatural state and no wonder we have all the problems we have, right? Dude,
0: cities... I feel like cities are a government ploy to make us feel like the world's overpopulated. Because realistically, the world is not overpopulated. We are... We have 8 billion now, but all 8 billion could have... Over an acre, I think it's something like that, like in Texas alone. Like there's so much, it's something like that. It might not be an acre, but it's like a a significant chunk of land that you could throw every human being into Texas and it would work. And yet, here we are cramming millions into cities and uh, coming out with uh, overpopulation and those new Ten Commandments just came out, like the climate change ones, super Super whack! That should never have happened. The climate but change in stuff. In the climate change ten commandments, look into this. It's called like Mount something. It was. They it was it on, on
2: Mount Sinai, the same one that yeah, that that no uh, Moses actually that went up. Evil to. pope, evil pope, whatever his name Francis. is, Francis. He's an evil guy. But it wasn't just him. It was the other six major major religions as well. But you know
0: what's sketchy? There's eight billion people on Earth, and they came out with one of their laws was keep the world population under five hundred million. That's what they said. They, they, that's where. Mm, I don't remember
2: seeing that in there. I think I've. It was a sign. Oh yeah, it was. That's
1: written on the guide stones. There's
2: like. That's what it is. Oh, there it is. Yeah. Didn't they get crushed? The new ones. I think they got destroyed. The guide stones. stones I'm sorry. I'm mixing these
0: up. Those guide stones said five hundred million. Five hundred million. We have eight billion right now. You know what that means? If we followed that, one out of every sixteen people get to live. That's worse than Thanos
1: that yeah. is actually worse than Thanos dude
0: that's pretty horrific dude you wouldn't even want to be living you live and then th- you know 15 people had to die in your place just for you to live
1: but, that's we, but most of your family we went down like an extreme rabbit hole
2: I yeah, was, yeah, We were talking about Jordan Peterson <laughs> and now
1: we're talking about the execution of 16 out of one or one 15 out, out of 16 15 out of 16 people on earth damn. <laughs> Can I no, go what back guys to birds? Don't say. Yeah, we could go back to birds, man. <laughs> Eagles! There's
3: this, like, one video i seen. I think it was a hawk or something. Um, there was a, a mom and dad bird uh, with their babies, and they were, like, almost able to fly, right? And mm-hmm. uh, this is what they do they, they bring them to a cliff when they can almost fly. And,
1: <clears throat>
3: yeah, it's as bad as you think. They <laughs>
1: I think these are. Are they albatross? I'm
3: not sure. I can't remember.
1: Or are they blue-footed boobies?
3: Definitely not he said
1: boobies. <laughs> I think they're... I think... I could be wrong, but I think these are albatross, but continue.
3: They, uh, yeah, the... The babies jump off the cliff, and, and they have to try to, like, either fly or die, and... Or they hit the rocks and they survive, because that's what happened, actually. They, like, a couple birds went down, and they just... They were trying to fly, their wings were flapping, and they they smashed the cliff, a bunch of rocks, you know, stumbling everywhere, and it was a huge cliff. And then, uh, you know, like, two of them looked like they were dead, they were kind Mm. of just laying there at the bottom, and the, you know, mom and dad bird came around and checked him out, and eventually he just got up and started walking. (laughs) (laughs) That's evil, man. And then, like, one of the birds died, and they're like, well, if you're not strong enough, you know,
0: you... Deserve to die, kind of. Well, the animal kingdom is crazy. For
1: like, if you're weak, you're dead. Yeah, yeah. Think, that's just how it is. I don't think it's evil. I think it's just it's just normal and it, natural. And, it, and it's and it kind of happens in in real life in our own society. If we're like being totally honest, because there's so many people out there that are just alive. Like they're just they're just like they're just. I would no. I think they're dead. They're just breathing. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, do you know it like they go and clock they in? They just exist. And then they do their NPCs, office job. NPCs, you mean?
2: Yeah. And then they clock out and go home. Dude, everyone's an NPC. Eat some Cheetos. <laughs> most people. Yeah. Watch TV. Go to sleep. Ah wake man. Wake up and do it again.
1: Yeah, they're just like some. There's just people out there that have no purpose. It's just. It's just really sad, and I think you got to find that purpose. And I, I think that. That's what's amazing about people like Jordan Peterson. I think especially for guys these days, because guys, it, I, I believe this to be 100% true. Once a guy hits manhood, or once a boy hits manhood, he realizes he's worthless. He's worthless, and he has to create his worth. Women, they have to maintain their worth, but they're already worth a lot, mm-hmm. right? And like... In societal standards. But a guy, you ain't worth anything unless you actually work hard to obtain things of value. Something of value. Mm-hmm. Well, just based on
0: conditional love and unconditional love, right? Like, I I don't know. As long as you can it's keep sad, unconditional
3: man. love, like, then that doesn't really matter. But if you're...
0: Like men, men typically receive conditional love like on terms like oh if you provide this and this and this you'll be loved but women children and dogs are the only creatures
1: that get unconditional
0: love love, like no matter what happens i i heard some some comedian was talking about that really gets you thinking probably bill burr
2: yeah it sounds like a bill burr bit
3: dude i love but I, I don't mean to get on this topic, but I, I love his bit on abortion. <laughs> what does he say? He's, he's like... Like to say, it's not a baby yet, right? It's not a baby yet and until it's born, so it's okay to kill it. But, I mean, if you were about to put a cake in the oven, and then you just take it out and smash it, you were about to have a cake, but you didn't. <laughs> Because you smashed it—it it
1: goes something like that. I butchered yeah. it, but <laughs> I know exa- I know exactly what bit you're talking about. We actually went to go see Bill Burr. Oh yeah, yeah I it saw was, him in Windsor. Oh man, it was hilarious, dude.
3: I was about to go see Australian Pink Floyd.
1: Mm, I seen that. I seen that they were gonna play. Yeah. I found that really interesting.
3: I paid eight hundred bucks for two tickets for me and my girlfriend, and I I checked, I checked Ticketmaster so many times to make sure like she wasn't nineteen, right? And yeah. And that was the. Uh, that was the age limit. Yeah. And uh, so I checked so many times on Ticketmaster to see if there was an age limit. Like I figured it would just be like 16 and up, you know, kind of thing if there was no age limit cuz Bill Burr, I seen that one too. It said 19 and up. And so I looked at the Pink Floyd one and, and it was there's nothing. I'd looked through the description everywhere on that page didn't say anything. Paid 800 bucks for t- two tickets. Went there, was all excited. Got there and then it's like nineteen and up, and I'm just like, "Are you kidding me?"
2: And so we didn't go. What is Australian Pink Floyd?
3: They just do like a cover band.
0: Oh okay. Cover uh, band charges four hundred a ticket. Are you kidding me?
3: Um, I don't know why do you have they a meet were. And greet? It
0: wasn't a meet and greet, but it was like
3: front row, front row seats, and they are like very big apparently.
0: Because yeah. I saw Post Malone. Two tickets for five hundred bucks in September.
3: Really? Yeah. If you get tickets like, uh, like later, like like when they're
2: closer to the closer to the performance.
0: Yeah. Does that cost more? Because that's kind of what I did. I feel like that would cost more. I think they more do. or less demand. That's or what more I demand. Sorry, less quantity. And I got front row. Basically front row
3: but seats But for okay.
1: future reference If you ever go to a concert At Caesars Palace That's what it is right? Yeah Casinos yeah. in general I think it's oh, 19 see, yeah, yeah you got You have to be not, Or like in Canada You have to be 19 anyway
0: Hey so. but you're a real one Cause you You still didn't go Like you could have yeah. Just don't like Left your girl Yeah she was like Go call one of your friends
3: and, and you know I still want you to see the show I was like no This was for you Like it was For her birthday
1: And That uh. kind of all Ah, respect.
0: Hey, respect, dude.
1: I bet she appreciated the thought. Oh though. yeah, she did. You put a lot of uh a lot of She didn't
3: know about it until we got there and then oh. I was trying to like cover her
1: cover her eyes from like the
3: billboard. Yeah. Australian Pink Floyd, but she's seen it. As soon as we like walked in or were about to walk in, she's seen it up there. Did she, like, she like Pink Floyd? Oh yeah, that's one of her favorite band or her favorite band I, think. Oh, I bet. Ah oh, dude. That sucks. That man. was
1: the worst, like yeah. Hey, but I bet they're going to come around again, man. Yeah, I'm everyone hoping doesn't. so. And there's, gonna, there's always cool bands coming in and out, so yeah. just watch out for them. But, uh, yeah, man. Going back to the... I could talk about animals forever.
2: <laughs> animals for... I freaking love animals, man. Well, like, it's, dude, in nature in general, like, animals, yeah. But in nature in general, like, people take a lot from it. Like, cars... Cars are designed around raindrops because that's the most uh, aerodynamic shape. So they create this teardrop shape where it gets narrower at the back because it's faster. Uh, and then you look at airplanes. Uh, I, I think the designed Wright brothers. Designed birds. Yeah, they studied birds like hollow bones and that kind of thing. They did, and uh, and got it from that. Dude, I was watching some like we're right on the lake here. When we had that big windstorm, and it was coming from, uh, I think that's the south over there.
1: Mm, wait, hold on, hold it was, on. It was a south wind anyway. Wait.
2: And it was coming from there. Because Ohio is that south. way. That's south. Yeah, that is. Okay, that yeah. that way south. Yeah, so the wind was coming from there. And, like, I was just watching these seagulls just hovering. Like, strong winds. And these seagulls were just hovering there. Mm-hmm. Like, nothing was happening. And then they would turn around and go with the wind and just fly. Like, fast. They'd be zooming. Because mm-hmm. yeah, I think th- the only reason, I think
1: this is a physics thing. The only reason that pl- airplanes and birds and things can get off the ground is they have to create lift. But how do you, like, how do you, um, like, it's all about physics and aerodynamics. You need, the air needs to pass under the plane. Like, if it's an airplane, the air has to. F- pass faster underneath the plane than over the plane so if you look at a plane the bottom of it is just is like pretty much smooth right but then the top has all like like Ridges. there's like a whole there's a whole ridge up front like near the nose like the bottom just dips underneath and then like that's the wind but then the top is way bigger it's it's like all across the plane you'll notice that underneath is pretty much straight, and the top is like has like a like a lump to it, mm-hmm. right? And yeah, that's like because that the thing. yeah the air passes slower over top than it does underneath, and that's what creates lift, and that's why I can get off the ground.
0: Yeah, it's crazy that someone figured that out. Like, couple ton plane. How does that even get in the air?
3: I just wish planes had like bird wings, like where they actually. <laughs> flap <laughs> Dude, like, we don't need speed <laughs>
1: imagine how weird that would be if you just like okay we're going to mexico and then the plane just starts <laughs>
3: <laughs> i think they experimented that with that right like when they first started making planes who was it the the one brothers the, the right, the brothers. right, the right brothers. brothers i could be getting this totally wrong but i th- or they no, was it like Leonardo Leonardo da Vinci? Yeah, Leonardo. I think da yeah, Vinci. he had
1: the, he tried to experiment with that, but I don't think it went anywhere. I think Leonardo da Vinci actually experimented with a lot of weird plane type things. Yeah, like I think he had
3: that the like uh, crank crank uh, air balloon
1: type thing. Like a like a crankable balloon. I think so. I don't know, <laughs> <laughs> something like that.
0: What are you trying to say? No, they're coming out with a new plane, eh? There's a, they're developing a new plane that's like insanely fuel efficient and uh, all the smallest airports are getting a bunch of them too. So like, for instance, you could travel from your local airport to like the other side of the, of the world and it would be like, n- like no stops. So like there's big changes coming to travel soon. Like 10 like the, years, I'd say.
1: Like e plane It's a like, new, pl-
0: no, it's not an electric. It's, it's some sort of just way more fuel efficient plane. Fuel I just saw a video about it. It looked really crazy. It said like this is going to change travel. Like I don't know if you ever been to an airport, like it's a nightmare. Like it's such a long crappy day. If you know you have a travel day, those days suck. You're literally mm-hmm. just you're just way in lines waiting like in the chairs. Then you go sit in the plane and you're in this little tin can that if there were no windows in that thing it'd be depressing. You're sitting in there for a couple hours, and then you get you finally get to your destination. You got to go through a bunch of checkpoints, and you still got to go grab your suitcase. It's a nightmare. Once they rev like revamped the entire travel thing with with planes and stuff and flying.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, dude, it's gonna be
0: like life changing.
1: I bet travel was so much simpler before nine eleven. Like, where you could just like like we need to bring that back. Sure, you know you risk a bomb here some people getting murdered here but <laughs> come on the man, risk I'm, try- is fun, man. I- I'm trying to move a yeah a little risk a little bit of adventure in your life you well, know what i'm I mean, that it was makes just, it a little bit more enjoyable
2: <laughs> that was just government conspiracy honestly in my opinion
1: well it was a conspiracy or uh, there is a conspiracy but i don't i don't think it was a conspiracy
2: you think it's truth it's I, I, dude, I think some... the
3: government had something involved with it. There was Not all something it, weird going I think, on. I think they were working with whoever crashed, you know.
0: <clears throat> I think it was a ploy to get security measures to go way up so they can, like, that is, be yeah. way more controlling of people. Mm-hmm. That sounds, yeah, that's cool. And borders, too. Like, back then, before 9 11, my parents were even telling me this. You could pretty much just drive to the States, and, like, you wouldn't even really have to check in with security. Like, there wasn't really any security measures. You just go to states now you wait in these long lines and you get interrogated by the officer it's not it's just not fun like it's it's nice though i'm happy that no random people are getting into my country but still like security measures went up like a hundred times when 9-11 hit that was like the breaking point Uh, i heard
2: it on uh, joe rogan podcast today that like shortly after They were actually telling people that you can use, like, a seatbelt for a weapon if you need to defend yourself. And, like, Mm -hmm. like that would be a message inside the airplane. Seatbelt as a weapon? Yeah, like the the steel part? Before or after? Uh, Shortly after 9-11. Yeah.
1: Dude, who did you hear that from? Did you hear that from uh, Tom Segura?
2: No, it was either um, Adam Curry or... I don't know. I've been listening to a bunch. But there's another, there's another interesting thing, now that we're talking about conspiracy. Adam Curry, he is also a conspiracy theorist, and he's been testing things his whole life. And he's like, all right, well, I'm 58 now. Let me test out this whole, this whole Bible thing. And he's looking into it, and he's doing some research and reading and stuff. And the dude literally said on the Joe Rogan podcast, this is a little bit condensed, but he said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God and that He died for our sins.
1: Okay. And so him
0: investigating it led him to become a Christian, is that what you're exactly, saying?
2: Exactly, yeah. He was testing as a conspiracy, and it turned out that it, like, it turned him into a Christian. It converted him. On the
1: you got to send me that podcast. I'm it's actually, a very
2: recent one. It's, I think it's one of the last three.
1: Because I've been, I've been waiting to hear something about that. Uh, I have another note. Cause when, we went to, when we went to supper, I said I wanted to talk about something. Yeah, yeah. So people that know me know that I really like survival. Like the I like, I like to be prepared. I got a survival pack. I love the idea of hunting, self-reliance. If something goes bad, that I'll be able to take my care of myself. Okay, there's other people like that. People that prep and and I don't think that that's a bad thing. I think that's somebody who's smart and actually think things through. Yeah. Like if there's a natural disaster, power grid goes out, anything between like anything from the power going out to just straight-up martial law. Like, from the from something like the power going out to, like, straight-up anarchy. I think it's good to be prepared. Yeah. Okay? So there's this guy. His name's Mike Glover. Oh, yeah. He was on the Joe Rogan podcast.
3: I just listened to some of that today, actually. You, you just here. listened to it? I was it. about to mention that, yeah.
1: Yeah, he is a special forces, special forces slash CIA veteran, outdoorsman, and the CEO of Fieldcraft Survival and a host, and the host of Black Rifle Coffee, uh, the Black Rifle Coffee podcast, and he was saying that he was labeled as a possible domestic terrorist simply for trying to prepare people for
2: possible outcomes,
1: possible yeah, like- survival scenarios, and. He got banned off Facebook, Instagram. I think they took him off PayPal just for trying to teach people how to be prepared and self-reliant, which I think is important. I don't think that that's bad at all. And I think that that is really messed up. Here's actually a true story. There was a guy who was an uh, ex-Vietnam veteran. I believe he was a Green Beret. And... He got out, and he decided he wanted to live the homestead life off the grid, self-reliant. And the CIA was looking into him, and I believe for no reason, they decided to go do surveillance on him. But the way that they did surveillance is is they had guys in ghillie suits. If you don't know what a ghillie suit is, it's like a suit that looks like um, uh, underbrush. It looks like you are a clump of grass or a bush. They got as close to him as possible. So this guy's son ended up seeing one of these dudes shot at one of these FBI agents. It killed one of the FBI agents. The FBI agents shot back, killed this dude, this veteran's son. They ended up killing his wife while she was holding a baby. Jeez. Why this happened to this guy I am not 100% sure. I'd have to do some a little bit more research, but just some people that are trying to be more self-reliant, live off the grid, and just not be so plugged into our this this machine we call society, dude. Like, why is that a bad thing? That 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 re, that type of stuff really creeps me out. Uh, there's an incentive to keep you dependent on the machine
2: it's pretty much like we're just batteries and then once we're used up we're disposed because
3: like you i kind of like can understand why they would do something like that because like he is you know like a green beret and and like if he did have like really bad ptsd or something like, he could be out there trying to form a plan, right? I get that. But to bring guns out there and, like, try to hide? Like, they could have done it in such a way better way than to, like, sneak up on him and scare the shit out of his son. Like, and
0: then <sighs> proceed to kill his entire family. Yeah,
3: like, that's crazy. Like, you, th- that's the thing. You could, the government could do s- things so much better if they just thought about it a little bit more,
1: you know? But th- 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 this is the reason why they they ended up taking all of um, Mike's stuff down, Mike Glover. Mm-hmm. There's a reason why they took it all down because they're like, oh, what if he's like crazy? What if he's planning this? What if, he, you know, yeah. blah, 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 blah. And like even like ex-veterans were asking him, why are you training civilians like these, um, these, hu- these classified tactics? And he's like, I'm not teaching people classified taxic- tactics. I'm teaching people how to put on a tourniquet if they get in a car accident. Yeah like I'm teaching people to put like just create a simple bug out bag to put in your car so that if all of a sudden there's a big snowstorm, your car you like lose a tire that you're not going to freeze to death in your car. You know what I mean? Like yeah. this type of stuff and you're going to shut him down because of that to be self-reliant or like to attack this man who takes his family to live out in the middle of nowhere. Like I feel like this is this might just me might be this might just be me, but I think that like I don't know I don't like using the word government but the powers that be don't like people learning how to or becoming reliant because if everybody realizes they can take care of themselves on their own and they don't need this machine that makes money that that gives them money that allows them to buy their food and pay their bills everybody's reliant on this little piece of paper that is really worth nothing. We attach value to this piece of paper. What actually has value? A home, food, water, water, clothes, these physical things that keep us alive. But it's money that allows us to get them. And how do you get money? You have to work your ass off. You have to be a slave to 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 the system, to the machine. And once somebody breaks out of that mold, The system doesn't like that, man. Yeah, especially if they're,
0: especially if they have a bit of a platform and a voice, Mm -hmm. they get shut down fast.
2: Yeah, I think I've mentioned it a couple times before, but like you grab a, just say a twenty dollar bill, and here in Ontario we have thirteen percent tax. If that, if that twenty gets changed hands six times, and it gets taxed every single time, that is now worth less than zero dollars, because of taxes alone. That money, its value has gotten ripped out of it because it like changing hands
0: even uh like debit transactions like any debit transaction you do it a very small percentage of it goes to the bank that provided the like the service the service ability, the service. This, the this, yeah the signal they get a little bit of a transaction from that, so every time you buy a coffee or you buy a you go grocery shopping. You go buy a movie ticket. Anything, you're making some random bank slightly richer. It's just passive crazy. income. That's why a lot of people say use cash because you're you're. It's less tracked. You're getting rid of the the bank transaction. Yeah. That's why some some uh, places will actually charge you a little bit more if you do card. I don't know if you noticed that, mm-hmm. but they'll charge a little bit more because they're not taking the the bank payment like yeah. a lot of companies will just take that like they'll pay the bank that little transaction from their own pocket but yeah i, I you're never going to escape tax but to just if you you're paying two people with every transaction on debit you're paying yeah. the government tax and then you're paying the bank that small percentage like that for the transaction itself and cash oh, yeah. you, at least you eliminate one of the two that's crazy it's a, its
2: almost like it's a, a palace of pandemonium. Or <laughs> <laughs> do you have any
1: thoughts? Rumbling around in that head of yours?
2: Uh, not well, at the moment. Well, I, I was just saying, palace of pandemonium. Yeah. And uh, you want to play a song? Yes. Yeah, finish sure. it with a song.
1: But we want to finish it with the song. Before we finish it with the song, I got one more little rant to do. I'm sorry for like.
2: Oh, uh, that's okay. I
1: just, man, my head—it's been going. I just feel like. Everybody is on this conveyor belt. Everybody's on this big conveyor belt in this giant factory. And everybody's put into this mold. Why do you think everybody has – like why do you think everybody's supposed to go to the same school? Everybody's put into the same school, taught the same thing, and they're just pumping out these people to go
2: make a society work. I was thinking, like, I was listening to this uh, Mike Glover uh, podcast today as well, and he's talking about that he has like a homeschool system, and and mm-hmm. I thought about it, like, if if that is something that's feasible to use in Ontario, I would I would definitely look at that as an option.
1: I want to do that, but I what? just think.
3: Oh, sorry. No, go. Um, like involving school, you know, the way it's run nowadays, it's it's like they teach you. But they want you to know, um, but they don't really teach you how to learn, you know. Yeah, and that's, regurgitate facts. They uh, like. They just tell you what to think. They don't tell you how to form your own opinion. They're just like, here's what the facts are, and that's that, you know. Like it's never like, well, like there could be something wrong about this. Or maybe there's an imbalance in what you're saying, you know? Like, maybe there's more to it. They're just like, nope, here are the facts. And, and like, that's it. Don't really question it.
1: There's a great quote from Albert Einstein. I feel like what you said was perfect. And it's perfect timing. Did I sound like Albert Einstein? (laughs) But the quote from Albert Einstein is, knowledge is not, like, knowledge and being smart has nothing to do with how many facts you know. Real knowledge. To really be smart, is to learn how to think.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And where I was going with this, with this uh, machine thing, everybody being put into a mold. The system hates it when people break out of that mold.
2: Yeah. And it's but, hard to do it
1: because it's hard to control them. And I think that people like, regardless of. Your opinions on these people, people like Jordan Peterson, people like
2: um, Kanye West. Right <laughs> now, <laughs> uh, you can't you can't lie. They're they're dogging him like crazy, and like his uh, platform is pretty much gone. Hmm. Uh, He's still on they, deleted all, right? they
0: deleted all his social media. Yeah.
1: I, I like Kanye, but where I was going was uh, Andrew Tate, um, Jordan Peterson. People like Joe Rogan and a lot of people that he has on because he brings so many people different, uh, so many different people on, which is awesome for like knowledge. And like, he, he's, he's looking for knowledge. Why do you think he has so many people on with so many different opinions? Yeah. And David Goggins, you got all these people out there that, have, that are blowing up that everybody's trying to suppress. Why are they trying to suppress them? Because all they have is positive messages to like try to be better, to be a better person, to be a better man, to be stronger and to like learn how to take care of yourself and the people that you have around you to be strong. Right. Why? Why? Why are they shutting them down when all they have a positive message? It's because those people and their message are breaking society out of their mold. The, The people that listen. The people that actually listen. Yeah. Why do you think, like, Christians get hated on?
2: Yeah. Because well,
1: they're breaking out of the mold, right? Like,
2: dude. Well, there, I, I've I, gone back to this song once before, I think, last episode, uh, If I Were the Devil. Mm-hmm. There's, a, there's a line there, going back to the school thing. And one of the lines in there, it says, uh, this is speaking from the devil's point of view. It says, I'd want to brainwash some parents and I'd have the world I'll be in every schoolhouse lecturing little boys and girls.
1: Yeah, man. Teaching the kids. That's where you start. And if you're if you're out there just sitting at home and you're eating like garbage, and you're watching TV, and you're just going to you're just like letting that alarm clock run your life. You wake up and you go to work and you do nothing for yourself. Why do you think you're sad? Why do you think you're depressed? You could be better. You could be better in so many ways. But society has you trapped in your own head and you're just thinking, oh, this is just the way it is. This is just life. No, 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 no. You can be so much better. I, like, bro, like David Goggins, Andrew Tate, I took something from them. It's not like I worship these guys, but but I, I learned something from them. And I was that guy. You know, I just come home from work and then I watch TV and whatever and and, like, eating like garbage, and I'm just sad, and I'm depressed. Oh, my girlfriend left me. Oh, I can't, I can't quit all, all these different substances I'm doing. Just sad for myself. I'm just like, no, 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 no. I just, my mind, my mentality switched, and I'm just like, I just don't want to be this guy anymore. I just, I, I can't be this guy anymore. It's horrible. It, it's like this, I just, I feel like the life is being sucked out of me, and I just started with a little bit of physical fitness a little bit of physical fitness i've been feeling better i've been feeling more confident and like i feel like everybody can do that and break out of the mold you have the potential to be a thousand times better than you are
2: no matter how fat you are
1: <laughs> <laughs> for Facts. real man and i just want to encourage people 100 percent, to like try to be in that mindset you know and I don't know why, it's just, it's been on my mind, and I said I wanted to talk about something at lunch, yeah, yeah. right? So, that, that that podcast just made me think about that.
3: I, uh, I started getting into, like, uh, jujitsu and, and Muay Thai, like, uh, around a year or two ago, and uh, I got into a car accident on my way back from there, uh, but doing it for three months, like, it changes it changes your brain and it makes you more motivated to do like anything else. And that's just, that's not just Muay Thai and and jujitsu, right? That's any type of physical fitness that is like key. Uh, there's a podcast with Dr. Rhonda Patrick on Joe Rogan. Um, and she even says like, when you work out and then you learn something new after, or you like study something after, the next day, you can remember it better, because like so- something about exercise, it it lights up your brain, and and you can you can remember things
2: better the next day. And
0: I believe that. Oh yeah,
2: it's it's pretty sweet. Think about it like a cranking flashlight. Like it'll only go if you're if you're cranking on it. If you if you let it sit there, the light goes out.
1: Yeah. If you're gonna sit around, and watch TV and just preoccupy your brain being lazy eating doritos and smoking pot all day.
2: <laughs> it sounds not. like a great life. <laughs>
1: Dude, that was me. That was me. 100%. But um no, no. I'm no, just light up your brain, people. Definitely light up your brain. But we do want to hear a song from you. I think we should wrap it up. Does anybody else was no, did I cut anybody off or when
0: no I think we're gonna no. end it up we're gonna end it there um okay follow us so yeah the, the the outro music it's gonna be our guest here he's gonna be playing some more tracks for us so yeah mm. follow There's us a song called Young Lust by Pink Floyd it's not not an original so just okay. put Cover. that out there <laughs> it's gonna sound good um Before follow us on Instagram at the doyboys with the Z. and palace of pandemonium
1: palace of pandemonium palace of pandemonium do you wanna shout out your Instagram
3: yeah, Palace Panamonium.
1: Oh, that's it. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah, p- people, go check that out. You know, you're pretty good with the guitar, so Why I think it? I think it's I think uh, it'll be worth your time to give them a follow.
2: Yeah. Adios.
0: Okay. Bye. Bye. <laughs>